0: Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, August 7th. Donald Trump continues to mount delay tactics when it comes to his growing legal woes, just as his presidential rivals seem to be more willing than they have been before to try and take advantage of it. The Trump legal strategy is becoming clearer and clearer by the day. His lawyer was out in force on the Sunday talk shows this weekend. And the attempt to delay these trials until after the election is pretty clear. And the attempt from the former president himself to discredit anybody connected to this effort, the judge, the prosecutors, potential witnesses, is also very much on display. You'll recall Donald Trump pleaded not guilty last week in Washington, D.C. to four criminal charges, including conspiracy to defraud the United States. That was in his third indictment in four months' time. It was in the case related to the aftermath of the 2020 election and the lead-up to January 6th. And the latest legal wrangling in that case is over a protective order requested by the prosecutors who want to limit what Donald Trump and his team can do with the evidence handed over to them during discovery. Meanwhile, Trump is turning up the volume on his pushback against the judge, the venue of this case, and like I said earlier, even potential witnesses. Listen to John Loro, a lawyer for Donald Trump, who spoke to my colleague Dana Bash on Sunday. The point is that we will not agree to keeping information that's not not sensitive from the press. The press and the American people in a campaign season have a right to know what the evidence is in this case, provided that this evidence is not protected otherwise. Loro told CBS's Face the Nation, also on Sunday, that Donald Trump's legal team would ask for a change of venue, suggesting West Virginia for its proximity to D.C. We, we would like a diverse venue, a diverse jury that reflects the, 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 the characteristics of the American people. Um, it's up to the judge. I think West Virginia would be an excellent venue to try this case. Of course, take a look at the vote results in 2020 and 2016 from West Virginia versus Washington, D.C. You may also have some reasoning there as to why Donald Trump thinks West Virginia could provide a friendlier jury in this case. Trump took to Truth Social on Sunday to state that he wouldn't be able to receive a fair trial in D.C. One reason he cited was because he asked for a federal takeover of the city. Dozens of Capitol insurrection defendants have also asked to move their cases out of D.C., but no judges, including those appointed by Donald Trump, have agreed to do so. Trump's next hearing date in the case is set for August 28th. That's when a federal judge will set a date for the trial. As for former Vice President Mike Pence, who served loyally for four years in the Trump administration, is now running against his former running mate seeking the Republican presidential nomination. He also was on with my colleague Danabash over the weekend. Listen to what he had to say. I have no plans to testify, but uh, look, we'll, we'll always we'll always comply with the law. I, I, I don't know what the path of this indictment will be. The president's entitled to a presumption of innocence. He's entitled to make his defense in court. There actually are profound issues around this uh, pertaining to the First Amendment, freedom of speech and the rest. You may recall special counsel Jack Smith subpoenaed Pence in February to testify before the grand jury. And after some legal back and forth, Pence did go in and testify in April. Pence drew a stark line when he was talking to Dana between him and Trump and their stances on executive powers. But the American people deserved to know that President Trump, you know, asked me to put him over my oath to the Constitution, but I kept my oath and I always will. And I'm running for president in part because I think anyone who puts themselves over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. There's been no love loss between Trump and Pence since The insurrection on the 6th of January 2021. But Donald Trump was ramping up his attacks on his former VP over the weekend, as it has become clear that he may prove to be a very key witness for the prosecution in this case. Now, this is an odd news item for you here, but Ron DeSantis, in an interview with NBC News, actually said out loud that, of course, Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Give a listen. Of course, no, of of course he lost. Uh, Trump lost the 2020 election. Of of course, Uh, Joe Biden's the president. Now, you have to think about where we are for this to be a news item that the governor of one of the biggest states in the union actually concedes to the legitimate election results of the last presidential election nearly three years now behind us. But that's just how much Donald Trump and his lies about the 2020 election have infected the Republican Party, that this is actually noteworthy. It's also noteworthy because DeSantis has spent much of this year trying to navigate a path in the Republican Party as he seeks the nomination and seeks to be the single alternative to Donald Trump and to sort of dethrone Trump atop the Republican Party because he doesn't want to alienate Trump supporters who very much believe that Joe Biden was not legitimately elected because of what Donald Trump has been selling. And it is intriguing to see now as DeSantis is going through this retooling of his campaign operation and his approach to his candidacy that he's now speaking so forthrightly about the 2020 election. But don't think for a second he just leaves it there. As we've heard from other Republican candidates like Mike Pence or Nikki Haley, DeSantis wants to give a wink and a nod to the election deniers that are still very prevalent in the Republican Party that all was not good with the 2020 election, despite government officials in charge of it saying it went totally smoothly and completely securely. Here's more of DeSantis' interview with NBC. Here's the issue that I think is important for Republican voters to think about. Why did we have all those mail votes? Because of Trump turned the government over to Fauci. They embraced lockdowns. They did the CARES Act, which funded mail-in ballots across the country. It's also worth noting that DeSantis praised the CARES Act back when Trump signed it. And he also took action to allow mail-in ballots to be processed earlier in the state of Florida. DeSantis announced yet another weekend where he is going to be out on a bus tour across Iowa sponsored by his super PAC, a group called Never Back Down. Weekend after weekend after weekend now, three consecutive ones, DeSantis has been barnstorming the Hawkeye State, the first in this process. He'll also be there this weekend campaigning at the famous Iowa State Fair, as will a whole slew of Republican candidates, as the contest for the Republican nomination kicks into a new gear and the intense focus on those first couple of states to see if anyone can emerge to really put a chink in Donald Trump's armor will be critical. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.